0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Nord Ganon, Popped Offs Warcraft Lore Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, James Graham, and I'm joined by Mazeril and Warren. Guys, it's been a little while since the three of us have uh, had a chance to reconvene. Um, it feels nice to have, you know, the whole crew back together. How are we doing? How are we feeling about the reunion?
1: Yeah, I've missed that you guys.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like Warren's been out of commission a little bit. We mentioned uh, We mentioned last episode. That he was away dealing with some, some film project stuff from what I understand, correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, just, yeah, it's all uh, kind of on the down for now. But yeah, Fair yeah enough. I've, I've been busy for a bit now and we'll, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I'm super excited. Is that kind of obvious? It, it,
0: oh, yeah, ab- okay. <laughs> absolutely. It's not okay, subtle, cool. so it's, it's fine, right? <laughs> And, uh, Maze, you and I have been firmly planted in Shadowlands. I know we both see each other on quite often. Um, we, I don't think you and I have
2: really gone anywhere.
0: <laughs> We've been doing the same old shit. Yeah,
2: that's, that's about it. Uh, 10 plus hours of Shadowlands a day and pretending it's a job.
0: There you go. That's how, that's how you do it. That's how you get you through it, You say
1: pretending, right? but we know it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, But yeah, guys, to give you a quick rundown, um, if you're a new listener um, here at Norgana, we basically talk about uh, a zone, a faction, a player, or not a player, sorry, a character, an artifact, an event, all that stuff within the Warcraft universe. Um, And we'll give you kind of a brief rundown on it. I I get very long-winded and, you know, talk about the history of something. And then we kind of break it down. We start talking about it as amongst individuals about, you know, the story as far as execution from the blizzard standpoint uh you know fan reception all that fun stuff and uh yeah we like to change it up every different week um we're kind of moving back away from the shadowlands hype um i know we had two episodes that were fairly focused on it but now we're getting back into the you know the meat and potatoes of the the warcraft universe there's so 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 much stuff to draw from that we don't really need to focus on shadowlands stuff as much Um, so we want to give you something nice to listen to while you do grind in Shadowlands and deal with, you know, farming Anima and Stygia and all those fun currencies that have been implemented into the game. Um, on top of that, make sure you tell your friends about the show. If you're a new listener, uh, I hope you leave us a five-star review on Apple. I, uh, that's our, that's the big one that you can leave a review on, but here's with a... A like, subscribe, whatever it is on any podcasting platform you listen to us on. And as well, if you're a big social media uh, user, hit us up over on Twitter at popped underscore off. We got some pretty dank memes coming out of over there. And as well, you can check out our website at poppedoffcom We have all our other shows that run on there as well. Um, and finally, if you have any questions, concerns, all that fun stuff about the show, hit us up on at uh, contact at popped off.com. We try and answer all our mail pretty, pretty quickly. And, uh, Pretty effectively and thoroughly, so if you have any issues or, you know, just want feedback in general, um, hit us up over there. Finally, though, to get back into this week's episode, we are talking about Nagrand, um, the probably the best received zone in Outlands from at least <laughs> the very limited pool that I've asked at least. Um, we're going to be both discussing the current universe um, and the AU, mainly because there's not too many variances between the two. Um, like you kind of just swap out what's in there, but more or less, like I mean, a lot of the landmarks are the same, a lot of the aesthetic is the same. So, we're going to break it down. I'm going to start with the Outlands, uh, Nagrand, and we're going to go from there. So, Negrand initially was a basically like a middle level zone, um, that you got to head into, as you are journeying through Outlands, you're introduced to uh, Geradar, which is the home of the Mag'har orcs, and then uh, the Korenai, which are the basically the, the, the allied broken, um, which really fleshes out the, the, the rest of the Outland races. Um, you also got to come across Heming who was on a, another bloodthirsty rampage. Um, you also got to see Ashugun, which is the giant massive crystal that you cannot miss on the miss on the uh the south side of the zone. Um, on top of that you do have the ogre presence. Um it's not nearly as prominent as it is in the AU, but it, it it is still uh it is still there. They're kind of scattered amongst everywhere. We also have the Ring of Blood which has always been an iconic thing in Warcraft history. Um this was like the the, the first iteration. This was the the one that really started it all and made Blizzard want to Really carry this forward. As far as from a lore standpoint, it's not really anything crazy. It's kind of fun. Um, But you also get to see in at least the Outlands version of Nagrand. A bunch of the previous clan ruins as well too. Which was always kind of cool. Which is, you know, it's nice to see a bit of heritage. You saw the Burning Blade. um, The Warsong were here as well. Um, But a lot of that kind of gets passed over. Because you just have this big conglomerate of orcs that have just... There's no more clans anymore. They're just the Maghar. Um, on top of that, we have the Ethereal being, you know, the shady Ethereal selves, which is always nice. And, um, yeah, finally, you do have, like, a decent demon presence there as well. It's, it's in the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, you don't get to deal with that until later. But from a, I find from a lore standpoint, this really kind of flows decently because, you know, if you're involved with Gerdar you're basically centric around basically mad car survival, figuring out who's screwing with them, stuff like that. And on the current side of things, you're basically just trying to help these guys achieve their, their, their goal of, uh, I guess, more or less passing peacefully. Like a lot of these guys are more or less on this journey to not so much a tone, but uh, just live their life the best they can in their current state, which I think, you know, like, I mean, as far as like two, Two uh, factions that can kind of, uh, like, you know, uh, you're not, de- m- not so much focused on infighting. You're dealing with, like, their own individual storylines. And, of course, on top of this, there was Hala, which is a PvP zone that has literally zero lore relevance. But it is a it is there, and it's it's, it's involved. Um, we switch over to AU, where you do see a lot of the remnants of the Goryan Empire. The Warsong Clan are, like, super popular here as well. And on top of, uh, that we also have a huge aspect of shamanism, which I forgot to mention was also prominent in the Outlands version as well, is the Throne of the Elements. Throne of the Elements, of course, was the area where, uh, or not Ner'zhul, sorry, um, Gul'dan went and basically (laughs) 1v1 the Elements and caused the Severance, uh, to happen, which of course caused the worlds to start decaying, um, and those, like I find in AU, it's not it's not as spread out. We have really those major themes. We also have the Iron Horde, which are prominent everywhere. So they're not really totally worth mentioning. Um, and other than that, that's pretty much it. It's uh, you know it's 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 a lot. There's a lot going on, but there's not at the same time. It feels like as far as like big story plot points and stuff like that, it's not a lot. It's just more. It's more fleshing out. It's more world building, which I think. Paired with a zone that is aesthetically pleasing, it's uh, it's a. uh, I'm a big fan of it. Um, so basically, the four things we're gonna break down is the in-game storytelling and uh, execution. We're gonna talk about the population and who kind of makes it up. Talk about the terrain and the notable locations. Um, the last two usually kind of blend together, and especially with Nagrand, I think it's gonna be a really fun one because there's a lot of, uh, at least for me, there's a lot of love for these these zones. So. Um, we're gonna start with uh, Maze because I know you have more experience in these two zones than uh, than our than our, our our fledgling Warren does. I know he, he's only gotten to <laughs> sa- sample a little bit of uh, of uh, the AU version. I know when Warren basically when you got back into the game, they had really kind of changed yeah, the leveling it's, around. So it's you didn't
1: been changed <laughs> like I tried yeah, seeing exactly. if I could go. Yeah. It's not the same experience anymore. So oh well. I mean, it, it,
0: it, yeah, exactly. It really. I is. feel like we so... can start
1: every episode off this way. Just like, please, <laughs> mage, just please start because you know you just you know a bit more than me. Please, we, we we got
0: we got you to start on the council of the six. We got you to start on that one because yeah. you you do you do play a mage. So. I'm trying um, to branch
1: out now. Now that the leveling and everything's overhauled, at least I can like make more classes now. Next up is warlock, so I'm getting there. It's not oh, close to as many damn specs as Maze has, but holy <laughs> hell, have to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly.
0: So yeah, Maze, break, break it down for me, man. What do you? How do you feel about the uh, the storytelling of these zones? Both of them, I guess. If you want to start with Outlands and then move from there.
2: I mean, yeah, the, you you kind of nailed it as far as like. Big zone story i wouldn't say there's a a lot unless you're a shaman if you were a shaman you felt really good going through it because you learn about the throne of the elements which especially in bc which the big gorgeous lake huge cliffs overhanging it um and you get to learn about a ashugun which is a place of spiritual reverence because simply due to a naru being in there past orcs their spirits would actually like travel there and and try to commune with the Nuru that's there so orc shamans learned of that and they would actually start taking an annual pilgrimage to this rock to this this large what uh, what was described as the largest diamond period for for World of Warcraft and it it just became a site of holy reverence for them Uh, the Jernai, I remember they've kind of figured that out and they're like okay and they, they stepped away from it, just like the orcs do their thing. They weren't harming anything. But outside of that, it it, it is. It, it's kind of just a bunch of little stories pockmarked here. You have the the wary quest chain, which is just you committing mass genocide to everything with four legs uh, in the zone. You have... Um, <laughs> you, you do have some ogres, but where... And, and anybody who's played since Draenor or has leveled recently that would have taken them through Draenor, where orc uh, the Ogre Fortresses are. They, they don't exist in the old one, not really. It's kind of just a bunch of demons in upper-level areas for whenever you had a flying mountain, BC, which which was really cool to see. It was cool to have those levels that you just couldn't even reach until you were level 60, and they were always just filled with elite mobs um, that just made it really horrifying. The Forge camps were there. And then, yeah, then we got into... Talar, and we got into, uh, I think, Sunspring Post, whichever it was. Yeah, you, you get into more of the the two factions that were introduced with BC. It was a big selling point, was to be able to choose a new faction, whether you were Orc or Human. You could choose the same one or a different one. You guys could fight in PVP there, which is a lot of what like Halab was about, was this big, uh, kind of PVP world PVP area, which was really cool and fun in BC. And we really haven't seen a return to yet. And then, yeah, Ring of Trials was just a lot of fun. It's a big quest chain where you fight bigger and bigger mobs. (laughs) Um, Like like I said, it's it's a bunch of these little towns, these little hubs all intermixed where you just do a ton of quests. And it it was one of the best zones where if you pressed your map after doing them all, you just saw a bunch of yellow question marks ready for you to turn in. And it felt really good. But, yeah, that's that's BC storytelling for you.
0: Yeah, exactly right, and I think I think that um, it really was a uh, it was it was a subject uh, of the times. Like it was a very much a product of the time story, um, where you did have these like individual stories that didn't all super flow together, but they you know they flowed well in their individual uh, occurrences. Right. Another weird one as far as lore stuff goes. Um, <laughs> the at the at the ring of blood. Um, where, uh, you know, we talked about the, the origin of the, like, the, the bigger, bigger, like, ramping up fighting, uh, bigger monsters happened. Mogor the Ogre was there as well, and he's the leader of the, the, uh, the Laughing Skull clan. I guess he was, like, he was a, the former leader, which is weird to me, because the Laughing Skulls were, like, a prominent Ogre, uh, or clan that kind of took over. They really, like, I found in Outlands, they kind of scuffed the whole clan idea. They weren't, like, they weren't super into it, um... I don't, like, it just, it seemed like they more or less drew individual characters from this, because it's not only, we only, not only had uh, Mogor, and, like, on top of that, we had Garrosh. Um, We also had, like, Lantresser, Lantresser the Blade, who is another, like, prominent character that a lot of people remember. Um, He's the half-orc, half Drenai character, who never really got his own model, which I thought was weird. He was just basically this ashen, kind of, orc-looking character, but... Yeah, it's just, it is, it does feel, it feels a little janky, I guess, is is, is the way to describe it. Um, never had any complaints going through it myself, but I guess overlooking at it on, like, on like a critical lens, it's just, I think it is, like, it's back to being a subject of, uh, you know, that era of storytelling where you just didn't have this big, giant free-flowing story and it was isolated little pockets that, like you said, you just basically turn in all these quests on this one little hub and then you were done and then you moved on to the next one, right? Which is why I want to move on to AU Nagrand, which is much different. It's it's not the same at all. You flow through establishing your base, and you know dealing with the War Song, and then dealing with the ogres, dealing with the Throne of the Elements, and all this stuff. And I guess I guess Warren, you can kind of you can kind of jump in here now too. Um, how how did you how do you how did you find the presentation? I guess of that's of that storytelling. Like, I mean, did it seem like it was. Something that was, well, I guess, one, enticing, and two, um, in, I guess, enjoyable, too, right? Like, I mean, like, it's one thing to make make the story good, but, like, I mean, if you're going through it and you're miserable doing it, it's it's one thing, but was it, did you find it at least enjoyable going through, and then did you, like, you know, were you happy about doing it, I guess? Uh, um,
1: yeah, I guess, like, a big thing to me isn't just necessarily story, and a big part of it is how it's presented, and... I think I'm kind of spoiled because, like you said, like um, Blizzard's deli- design <laughs> design philosophy has changed a lot over the years. Like it, it's definitely not standard to have the this like zone with a lot of disconjoined quests, kind of just not really having much to do with each other anymore, and. Um, I think Nagrand is really, really similar to all of the zones that I'm familiar with and, like, started with, obviously, in Legion, in the sense that it's, like, kind of a huge plot point for an entire area and it kind of zips you through a starting quest and there's, like, a definite end when you know you've reached the conclusion of the zone. And, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. the experience of going through there is really, really good, but that's something that I feel like Blizzard is really good at now anyway um i don't really know when they started doing this though like when was the first zone that was more i would say story focused instead of like having like, all uh, of these little patches of content that didn't really have much to do with each other
0: i think it really was uh world's Drainer when they really started to push this narrative of like a story driven experience yeah like mr because...
1: fundaria kind of had it but they did seem way more like spaced out i would say
2: yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's been growing. Um you had Yeah. It's you, definitely more you prominent had some now. Some in yeah. classic where like the plague lands were a little less schizophrenic about it. Um BC ish, like uh especially Hellfire was pretty good about it. Uh I wanna say Zanger Marsh wasn't too bad, but I think that's just because of the way the zone flowed anyways. But then you had uh Cataclysm, which which really streamlined a lot of it. Like, like Wrath wasn't so much zones as... Uh, there, there were some, but there, there was some where, like, you, you would start off in one storyline and then you felt yourself in three different ones. But since you had the overarching mm. story of Arthas being there, outside of the storm peaks, really, uh, everything still felt kind of tied together in a way that's still fairly unique to Wrath. Which yeah, that will have to be another episode about how Shadowland said it was going to do that, and it really hasn't. We should, <laughs> we yeah. should have an episode on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, then Cataclysm hit, so like Westfall is just one story, and it's it's a big meme one, but it is uh, Red Ridge, one story, yeah, a big meme one, but it is, um, <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of the it, it a lot of it is dealing with Cataclysm, like you have Dark Short, I'm showing Alliance bias here, but, um. Like, Tear is Full, and Silverpine. Silverpine dealing with the fight against the Worgen pretty much started from the beginning and just went all the yeah. way through with it. Hillsbrad, so you dealt with, kind of got there. a little
1: more. They've mm-hmm. just gotten better at presenting it.
2: Yeah.
0: I think that's the big thing. It's The presentation has become much more clear, and I think Warlords... Like, I mean, Warlords gets a ton of fucking flack. Gets a ton of flack on a, a bunch of different topics, but I do think the actual... Questing story experience I think is is that was the one where I would almost call it the uh the introduction of like the chapter experience which we're seeing now in Shadowlands, you know what I mean? It's it, it was just the very like un unrefined. Yeah, like, version, like I thought right? I was gonna get so... a lot of
1: flack for saying this, but honestly, like from an outside perspective, what really isn't that bad. I think for people who actually went through it and had to wait for the content patches and stuff like that, obviously it's different. And it's obviously not the same yeah. as going in and playing a brand new expansion because it's like kind of dead. But um, yeah, overall, like all of the zones are pretty well presented. Pretty interesting story as well. It's something that I actually <laughs> plan on leveling through for the majority of like all my alts just because it really, really is that good. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was like when it launched and from what i can tell it was a really big shit show so sorry for that but yeah like i don't know <laughs> especially when looking at something like nagrand itself it's it's beautiful to me like just coming across the throne of the elements is like really really cool because i got this feeling like this is exactly how i envisioned um like azeroth to be you know with like the um the well of eternity Like, I can just imagine, like, people walking up to this, like, shrine-like thing. And obviously, like, a well and a throw. It's different, but you get the point. Like, just walking onto this site where there's, like, immense power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, just... It gave me those vibes. And the fact that it can communicate stuff like that without necessarily having to look at the story first is really impressive to me. Like, I could immediately tell, okay, shit, elements are really, really involved here. And just the presence of the area itself really speaks loudly. So I'm honest to God, a huge fan. Like Nagran has, after like everything that I've went through now to like research up and everything, it's probably one of my top five zones.
0: Yeah, so to kind of bring it back towards, um, I guess, both the player experience and the zone itself, a lot of people like y- you kind of missed out on Nagrand leveling through it because like you were kind of almost at that like the end game sort of stuff. Nagran really took like a like almost like a back seat. I feel in the grand storytelling of things, um, with warlords, you just you just weren't there as much. It just was. It was just one of those things, right? Which is a sin because like you said, the how it's presented is incredible, right? Yeah. The
1: perk for me there was at least I was like going through it already max level so it wasn't like which is essentially what i did for like all the yeah. yeah yeah like zones i i did not like level through it i went back with like my max level character and mm-hmm. really finished like all the quests but um doing it that way I, I literally was just there for the story and it was still really really good but uh, yeah like leveling through stuff normally i can see that people probably wouldn't spend as much time as the zone itself deserves in there
0: yeah, I mean a lot of these a lot of these things get like they get they get missed over and like the you know when you go back to the the player element of the game right so and which we're not doing here right like I mean it, it is a factor for sure but it's not nearly as significant as a one so it like on both on both sides if you do want that that kind of free flowing or that that better flowing story at um, of warlords if you don't have a bad taste in your mouth from it. Uh, definitely go back and play through Negrand like like Warren said, with like a max level character. I know everybody's like in a mad Shadowlands rush right now, but like take the time at some point and like play through that story. Um, the next thing I kind of want to get into, uh, before we before we um get back into talking about how great the zone looks, um, is the is the the populations that kind of make the area up. So and in, in, um and I was even impressed with this with Outlands because the Outlands Negrand where Outlands seemed to just have like this 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 like uh this grand this master list of uh races that they wanted to use for the entire expansion and they tried to almost like cram them in like every zone. Um they didn't really try and do this with Nagrand. Um like again, you have the Maghar the broken. Um we have some ethereal, but they like you know the consortium are kind of off doing their own thing and the consortium were known as like a worldly presence in that zone anyway, so they, they didn't feel weird being there. Um, you know, you of course had the ogres, some demons, um, and like a bit of the void as well around Ashugan, which seemed appropriate as well because they're like, like, uh, May said earlier, there was a giant fucking Naru in there. Right. So I think as far as the population makeup for the Outlands version, it was very appropriate. And I think with Draenor as well, they kind of like, I mean, Draenor was again, much more refined. You didn't have the same issue. Um, You know, it was kind of cool to see like the giant like Warsong Hold and stuff like that, and the you know the remnants of the Gorian Empire. Um, But I think as far as like having anything that really stands out, um, Nagrand like uh, Draenor Nagrand was much more much more refined. So, maze, is is there anything that really like stood out to you with like the Outlands Nagrand that was just like "Ah, that's that's weird that shouldn't be there like. Or did everything seem like pretty pretty appropriate?
2: No, I, I can't think of too much. Like, yeah, I, I can't think of a lot because uh, and, and I personally I think Blizzard's pre- been pretty good about that. It's it's definitely one of their strengths in that they know how to make the most use of every single inch of space on their map and make it count. Yeah, I, and I I I even going outside of Not grand, I, I can't think of too many instances where I see something and I'm like, man, this is weird. It doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> like the closest I would even think of, at least for BC, would probably be like uh, Hellfire Peninsula, those random void portals, and kind of like the... Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Everything that's happening with the void right there. I think they were just trying to introduce a little bit of everything for that zone, and it's kind of just shoved there literally at the edge of the map where it's that, and you have a lineup that goes into uh, Terracar, I believe, and you have to kill some Ravagers there for some eggs. Like, it's little, little things like that that I, would, I think I kind of give it a pass because that was the intro to the expansion. But for Nagrand itself, I, I can't think of anything. I, I guess it would be, like, the lack of demon presence outside of Forge Camp Fear and Hate uh, right up there on the far western side of the map. you're It's... It's the Burning Crusade. It's Outland. This whole planet is supposed to be a big, like...
0: Demon hub, I guess? It's like...
2: it's, like... Yeah. And, like, demons are very present in the uh, the Blade Edge Mountains. Very, very present in Netherstorm and uh, Shadowmoon Valley. But for some... And also, like, and more so in Terracar. And it kind of makes sense that there would have been a little bit less demons as you have Shattrath mm-hmm. there. But I, I don't know... I don't know if it was Ashugun that did it or or what, but it, I, I would say that would be what stands out the most is the the lack of demons there. And honestly, I would also say the lack of demons in uh, Zangar Marsh, if we ever do an episode on Zanger oh, we'll, Marsh. we'll go
0: there. Everybody loves Zanger Marsh. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's anything that's there that didn't stand out. It's something that's not there. I would have expected to see far more demons not nesting, wary, enjoying a good hunt. <laughs> like <laughs> But uh, anyone who's played Legion would probably look at it and be like
1: it's re- yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, right? <laughs> Essentially. Like I feel like the entire Burning Crusade kind of feels that way to me. I was like, "Oh, look, prototype Broken Shore. Cool."
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty much, right? Like I mean, anything with that mm-hmm. anything with the Legion presence has the the um you know, it's you it, it gets that green til- uh like filter that gets, you know, shoved on it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's just kind of how it is, right?
1: I do think that if, like, you go through it (laughs) normally, you'd have a much greater appreciation for Legion eventually. Oh, Because, like, looking back at it now, obviously I can see, like, okay, well, this is obviously where it started, and I can see where, like, everything began, and you can kind of see how it progressed. But having experienced the, like, final product essentially first, it, like, it kind of messes with my mind a bit to go back to older zones. But that's just me being spoiled. So Yeah,
0: I mean like you're allowed to be spoiled. It's fine.
2: <laughs> and I I will say so for the time when if I think way back to when I first experienced BC, um so Vanilla Warcraft had a lot a lot of space. It was a huge mm-hmm. map. I mean it still is, like Vanilla WoW is massive. But uh I, I would say B C was the first time where Blizzard was like I guess we'll be a theme park MMO. And they kind of started askewing the open world aspects there. And you can you really do see that in BC in a way that even Wrath, because Wrath was a lot larger, um, where every zone, the moment you cross over, you're just instantly in a whole other part of the game. And you kind of know it. And I, I would say like the lack of demons is a big part of letting the theme park live, where where you're you kind of get a break from it, you're not beaten over the head with just demons everywhere because again legion it they were they were they were absolutely everywhere yeah um and it did get kind of boring and if you were a death knight wanting to use enslave undead ever it was just a broken it, it was a useless ability for x amount of uh of expansions oh, yeah. I
1: meanwhile well, warlocks with enslaved demon is just oh,
2: yeah. yes <laughs> how's that working out in uh in shadowlands yeah. though
1: I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're don't like me. I'm leveling it couple. now, and I can already like, <laughs> yeah, I can already tell it's gonna go south really fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, DK, DK's have a good time right now,
1: but um, yeah, and I, I it's wanna been get, a while.
0: Uh, they deserve it, goddamn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a couple expansions, yeah. But I want to get back to a bit of like new lore that was introduced a little while ago, of course, at the end of BFA, where uh, our boy Sarafang goes and tracks down Thrall, like who's now holed up in. Grand. so there's there's a couple there's a couple things I want to talk about this because this is a like this is kind of population kind of location kind of like it's like just overall themes so outlands still exists cuz like the, the big thing with outlands it was always like crumbling and everybody was freaking the fuck out and it was like you know it was there was an end of it at some point but now all of a sudden Thrall feels comfortable enough to go back with his wife to settle in there that this is a place that apparently is like (laughs) not able to be farmed and stuff like that you know what i mean like it's i feel
1: like that's gonna be 2021 in a nutshell just like we all thought everything was gonna end and stuff and now we're just casually and then we're just
0: casually going back to things and everything's okay (laughs) yeah exactly right and so that like this was like it was kind of weird to me because i was just like i don't know I mean, I get that Thrall, like, wants to be back with, like, his like, the OG orcs and stuff like that. And, of course, Agra's a, um, you know, she's from Gerardar and stuff like that. Uh, so this was just, this is just weird to me. I don't, do you guys have any opinions on this one way or another? Like, or am I just kind of, like, fishing for ridiculousness?
1: I think it kind of fits Thrall's character to want to go back. I do think that if they wanted to go with the whole, oh, you know outlands getting destroyed and stuff they could have had a payoff where you can't go there anymore after a certain level but that would kind of kill the whole replayability of it so i don't know yeah 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 Um, Yeah, so i understand why they didn't do that but law wise maybe it would have been better to make it an uninhabitable you know thing kind of like they were trying to insinuate
0: well that was just it right they they made that they made it feel like you know this this entire uh, expansion that we were going through like the world was on you know on, like a knife's edge, edge kind of thing right and now we see the most powerful powerful shaman in the world being like nah, you know what? i'm gonna go back and chill and be a farmer you know
1: i guess you could always just explain it away by being like okay well in the middle of a crisis people obviously are going to like exaggerate things and uh, stuff I, like that i
0: mean that's fair too yeah
1: so yeah maybe they were like ah oh, no one can live here anymore but it's fine it's fine like, it's livable just not as <laughs> a just you know? yeah it's just not
0: as livable right uh may you get any, any thoughts one way or another on this
2: i just wish they explained it
0: i mean yeah that's just it right we have no, yeah like a throw away like even.
2: why like like if, if you read the um shadows rising book they do a good job of explaining like thrall just being exhausted mm-hmm. by everything and i can, I, I can relate lie. 2020 has me relate yeah. um of being <laughs> exhausted with everything and I, I get why he would like want to retire and just you know be a farmer i don't know why it wasn't in a place just like in Duratar yeah like why not give him a small hut in in the uh valley of honor or anything like that but uh to to have him go all the way back out to outland i
1: maybe yeah maybe it's like um It's like where his people began and he very much became a figurehead even though he wasn't born into being an orc like you know into a tribe or whatever the normal way but he really did come into contact and like get to know with his roots and stuff like that so maybe wanting to I don't know get closer to that orc part of him going back to where it all started it kind of makes sense i do wish however they explained how he was able to go back and uh if, if he's been able to live there easily or not like what has he been eating well
0: um, yeah because this is it because apparently you can't grow stuff there either and stuff
1: maybe his like super green jesus <laughs> shaman powers he just, he, overpowered the laws of physics. i don't know he's, just conver-
0: like, he's converting shit for, for sustenance yeah exactly yeah.
1: But, may, like, I do wish they did explain it, though. I feel like it's, like, all of these small things that they could do that really just, like, up the believability of the story. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, it's headcanon. We can explain it away ourselves, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, the other thing is, too, like, uh, we know he was trying to evade, basically, like, I mean, he, there, there were assassins kind of sent to, like, you know, dispatch him and, him and Um So maybe that was a factor as well that he was trying to get out of Sylvanas' influence. Not entirely yeah. sure. I mean, I, I, but again, that could I be. I shouldn't like the thing is though. Like with like major plot points like this, I feel like I shouldn't have to speculate
1: that. Yeah, you know yeah, the yeah, reasoning, right? I feel like they should put in a little bit more effort to it.
2: As as for the reasoning, Thrall has extended family. It's not like all of his family was dead, and yeah. they existed. They'd be in Outland. I I just want to know mechanically how <laughs> like, Yeah like
1: I mean if he had extended family there I'd get them to Azeroth instead of like going there
2: <laughs> Well like so he takes his wife who he got married to at the top of Mount Hyjal all the way to the Blasted Lands in through the dark portal through Hellfire Peninsula through Zangarmarsh or Terrakar into Nagrand
0: Yeah but they you know they get you know their max level they got flying dude
1: yeah. yeah, they can just. That's fast. It's cool. How long canonically does it take to go from the Eastern Kingdoms to? Uh... It depends
2: on what book and what chapter you're reading. <laughs> Anywhere from a few days to a few years.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The the travel time travel time is incredibly wow.
1: inconsistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe this was like a few days, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> this time. Yeah. Okay. So.
0: We're gonna start. We're gonna start rounding up the episode here, and because I know how this this conversation is gonna go already, let's talk about the zone, like the noteworthy locations in the in the zone, and the overall aesthetic. Because I, unless unless I am like grossly misreading you two, I think we can all agree that Nagrand is a one a beautiful zone, two has some very noteworthy locations, and three. Is probably the, one of the most appealing zones in both expansions. Are we? Are we? Do we have a group consensus on that?
2: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say so.
2: Uh, for me, it's especially I lean hmm. the most towards BC Nagrand.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, you and you and I both absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: i i only have the one version i need I, <laughs> like, <laughs> that i've properly experienced so sorry I, but yeah
0: <laughs> it's okay buddy once you once you get your I'll chance take your words for yeah it. once you get it's your fine, chance you, you you'll go back and you'll okay. you'll play through it it'll be it'll be all good <laughs> um but like yeah it's just like i could not and i you know, the, you know what the worst part is like i can't even put my finger on the exact thing that makes me enjoy those zones so much i can't do it. I just know they are. I just know, like I know they're my favorite. I like maybe, uh, like maybe it's like you don't feel cramped or you don't feel like it's uh, like I don't know, like constantly falling apart around you. Uh, depending on what you know, which version you're in. I don't know what it is. For
2: Me, it's 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 something kind of like Mulgore, um, where for one, definitely you don't have these massive trees enveloping you. You don't have huge mountains all around you for most in the granite, either an empty void or water on three sides two sides of it but uh so you you go from hellfire peninsula at least in bc you you go hellfire peninsula which just feels like hell uh in a way that's very different than the maw It, it feels like your traditional blood and fire hell uh, you go to Zangarmarsh, which feels very alien and unique. It's a great zone, mm-hmm. but then you hit Nagrand, and it's there's something fantastical about the fantasy of these floating islands. It is,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, it, it's something that I kind of wish existed more in just vanilla WoW. We I don't think we have nearly enough floating islands in this game. It's a high fantasy world. We could definitely do with more. Oh, you you kind of get that amazing. now. With I've with, got
1: like the biggest treat for you now. So while researching, like, everything, someone posted a couple days ago, I'm not sure exactly what day, but they made Nagrand in, like, Unreal 4 engine. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a really, really short clip. It's so amazingly done. And, like, it still manages to capture the exact feeling that I had in the zone itself. So it's, like, it's very close to the same feeling. But just seeing it in, like, hd textures and everything it's so so good um i think the guy's oh he's just called mike but um <laughs> so yeah it's on good mike's like, youtube good channel Googling or that something on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah have fun uh, I'm, sure, yeah, I'm sure i'm it's sure it's not a common name at all but uh yeah <laughs> it's literally it's just i think it's called uh, nagrand in unreal engine 4 or something but seriously do yourself a favor seeing the floating islands and just the grass and everything it just it sells the feeling of the zone so perfectly that like so what happened i played through um you know the storylines and i like quickly looked at the zone I went everywhere just to get like my initial thoughts and stuff like I I'm really really nerdy when it comes to this so I have like a little journal where I write down like my initial feelings or the vibe of an area or something that just strikes me so like all I have for Nagrand is essentially the throne of the elements And like so I was swooping on my you know the the bird, the Violet Spellwing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was just, like, flying down on this giant bird thing, like, close to the water as I was coming up to, like, this giant throne and just seeing, like, all of the elements fighting each other and stuff. And, like, you can just see the clear sky and the water surrounding. And I was just like, holy shit, this is, like, a holy sight. And it just, like, the feeling it gives you. I was like, okay, I'm in love with the zone already. And watching that, I was like, "Oh my god, that's the same zone." <laughs> but yeah, definitely recommend. And uh, yeah, I just I really like the zone. I'm fanboying. Really.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, but I mean, like that's that's what you want. Like, I mean, though, like feeling that way about a zone is like one. It's impressive because this is not like this is not a character. This is not you know anything that's uh, like been built up to try and convey those feelings. It's just, like, it's just a landscape, but the landscape is so well done that you feel that good about it, right? Like, I mean, that's, in my opinion, that's rare, right? Like.
1: Yeah, but in general, like, so a couple favorite zones for me would essentially be Valshara, Ardenweald right now is beautiful.
0: Mm, It's gorgeous. Like,
1: Ardenweald and I would say Bastion are the, like, two standout zones by far to me. Mm Mm-hmm at the moment um so it's those four and then nagrand now that's like my top five there's just something about those zones it's just so meticulously planned and like everything is just exactly where it should be with a reason
0: yeah yeah you watch you watch those
1: incredibly believable
0: if you find any like developers notes on the grand they're like yeah we just slapped a bunch of shit together and you're like oh well
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah if someone was like yeah we just like auto generated (laughs) like something and put some plants everywhere Uh, like so fun fact did you guys know that the elder scrolls apparently like break (laughs) their landscapes like that so skyrim and stuff they essentially just like generated. And then they go over it with like real, like obviously real people go and like level design it that way. But in
0: the initial, but thing the initial,
1: is- like, yeah, the initial stuff is like literally all just randomly generated. It speeds things up, but I think, like, dear lord, it must cut into some specifics really hard. Absolutely. And I think, I think with like, with Warcraft zones uh like i mean i don't yeah think... they, they're very delicately crafted. yeah they... like there's no way this could be like an accident like if you come to a hill there's probably a reason that hill is that yeah, yeah exactly right exactly and i
0: think i think with Negrand in both in both universes we're seeing the epitome of that right we're seeing the like the 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 like i mean i don't remember like i mean i was a, when i when i played nagrand the first time through i was like i was young right like i mean like you gotta, you gotta think of the timeline on that right i'm 29 now and in like 2000 oh what was it 2008 2006 when it, when bc came out so but, i
1: mean yeah it's 2009
0: yeah 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 so i was like i was not like i mean i had a general idea of how to play an mmo but i mean that was more or less it and i don't i there was never a point besides the fact i want to know how the fuck to get to the demons that i felt like i didn't know like i, I felt disjointed and stuff like that and like uh you know just like i got lost or anything like that that's a big thing with the grand two you never feel lost in there you never feel like you never feel like you yeah you don't know where you're going
1: very confused about where you are yeah exactly you never they sectioned the zone really really well yeah from like the twisting trees and like the floating areas and stuff it's like it's all very very iconic Mm -hmm. like i i can promise you right now if someone were to show me something similar, I could probably tell you which one's and which isn't <laughs> Just like, I don't really, there's not another thing, which. So the zone itself, the concept seems very generic. It's just like. It's green. Floating, it's floating in you know, its green. I, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's fields everywhere and shit, but like actually seeing it for some reason, it feels very, very distinct like this and I don't know if you guys remember Avatar the movie, not the crappy M night Shyamalan one, the one with the floating mountains and stuff as well. Um like two completely different feelings while still having the exact same premise.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: just, yeah. And uh, yeah, they just they worked with it really well in my opinion.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maze, do you have any do you have any closing points?
2: No, I, I think fantastical and
1: just we need more floating open i mean
2: it it was there's there's very few zones where if it is open it is also open in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're in a desolate wasteland
1: (laughs) yeah like so there were some like wow classic um zones that feel because they essentially just wanted to make one giant open world for you to explore but that did leave, like, large splotches of it kind of feel unnecessary. Like, in Nagrand, it's kind of the same idea as those open areas, but it doesn't feel, like, worthless at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just... Everything is placed for a reason. It's really, really good.
2: Mm-hmm. But you also just have some breathing room, I would say. Yeah. Like I said Mulgore was really good about that. It mm-hmm. sucked before you had flying mounts, but it, it was just, there's plenty of breathing room there. And I don't think yeah, I like, we'll... really get that until you start hitting... Like Wrath doesn't really have it. There's just kind of always something going on, no matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cataclysm same zones, but then you you get Mop has a few few spots where you can sit down. You don't have to worry about a mob just breathing down your back. Draenor got very very busy until you and even when you get to Nagran, they they replaced a lot of it with uh, some elite mobs and stuff like that. It just kind of filled it with a lot more. Also, you have all the treasures and stuff. Yeah and there were a lot of rare mobs for mounts that were in Nagrand. The Legion was super busy. Uh Shadowlands has a few zones. It's one of the reasons I picked Ardenweald because there's a couple of places you can just kind of just chill yeah. out. Yeah. Um, just
1: like sit down. Oh, it's great.
2: Yeah. So yeah, and that that's I would say that's one of the big unique parts of Nagrand. Uh specifically the BC1, especially with those islands when you had to fly, you just pop on Go one. Go up and chill, man. And just like fish or something. Yeah.
1: On the- yeah like even with um finally having wad flying now because obviously i didn't have it before, <laughs> like it just it gives you such a new appreciation for the zones it does just like yeah. having a new angle from to see things from it's so impressive to me
0: yeah yeah absolutely so with that gentlemen, i think ending on a high note which is something we Sometimes don't do, but I think in this case, it's, it's nice that we, it's nice that we did for sure. Um, because yeah, like I think, I think Nagran definitely deserves the, the praise it gets, especially from a, from a visual appearance. So, um, with that guys, that wraps up this episode's, uh, this week's episode, sorry, of, uh, Norganon. Um... Please make sure to tell your friends about the Norganon, If you uh, Norgan the Norganon. this Norganon, uh, the, uh episode and the you know the podcast as a whole, we have a point we don't have a bunch of episodes, but we got a, we got a, I think we got a decent catalog going right now. So go feel free to check those out. Hit us with that five star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and as well check us out over on Twitter at popped underscore off and our website at poppedoff.com and I'll reiterate this again if you have any hot takes that you know you maybe you don't like grand either version or you know you think uh, something else deserves to be beat out in its place uh, hit us up over on contact at poppedoff.com or DM us on Twitter where again like I said previously we're pretty active on both so uh, we'll be, we'd will be we love to field your questions um, but that guys that is it for Norganon this week we'll see you all back in two weeks time for our next
2: episode
1: i